I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Dr. Adelaide Kayam entered the Site-43 cafeteria with analytical eyes, scanning from table to table with a slight frown until they settled upon a pale, tired-looking woman with short black hair. The woman poured over several notes over a mug of coffee, pausing to look up at Dr. Kayam, then immediately looked down. Dr. Kayam chuckled to herself and quietly went to make herself a cup of coffee. She could feel the woman watching her the whole time, but when Dr. Kayam turned back around, once again, the woman pretended to look over her papers. Dr. Kayam quietly carried the mug over and took a seat. Good afternoon, Researcher Mabel, Dr. Kayam said softly. Do you mind if I join you? You can call me Carolyn, the woman replied with a sigh, and no, feel free. Dr. Kayam nodded and took a long sip of her coffee. Researcher Mabel continued to avoid her gaze. I didn't see you at the seminar today, Dr. Kayam continued. Heard from a little bird you were planning on dropping the anomalous humanoid certification entirely. Is this true? Researcher Mabel sighed. It's the last time I tell Ian anything, she mumbled, and finally locked eyes with her senior. Yes, it's true. Dr. Kayam took another sip from her coffee before setting the mug down. Why, though, exactly, she asked, if you don't mind sharing. Because, to be frank, Dr. Kayam, if I've learned anything from your seminars these past three weeks, it's that Anaheim's positions burn people out fast, researcher Mabel explained. She then clenched her fist in emphasis. It's soul-crushing. And honestly, I don't think I'm cut out for it. I do appreciate your recommendation, but you have the wrong person. Dr. Kayam smiled as she listened, eventually chuckling softly again. Researcher Mabel tilted her head. You find that funny? she asked. A little, yeah, Dr. Kayam replied. It's just, I remember thinking that exact same thing when I was in your shoes way back when. Congratulations, Dr. Friedman said with an ear-to-ear grin. Heard you all just got certified. Welcome to Anna Hums. A young Adelaide Kayam gave a small smile in return as well as a half-hearted nod. Still feel like I'm making a huge mistake, Adelaide replied, looking again at the anomalous humanoid specialist certificate she loosely held in her grip. Let's give it a shot, though. Dr. Friedman waved away her concerns with a roll of his hand. Dr. Kayam, he replied with a confident laugh. I've been in anomalous humanoids at Site-43 for 30 years now. I've seen a lot of talented people get that little gold star you have in your hands, and I could promise you that all of them, regardless of how successful they eventually became, felt the same way you do now. Trust me, Adelaide, you're going to do fine. Adelaide nodded and looked down at the certificate again, concentrating on the print. I've got this, she reassured herself. Do you know what team you're going to be assigned to first? Dr. Friedman's voice broke her concentration. Oh, ah, 2370, Adelaide replied. She then gave a small chuckle. Here's hoping the assignment doesn't suck the life out of me. 
Au contraire, Dr. Freeman replied with an ear-to-ear grin, shrinking to a small melancholy smile. You'll find that it's just as likely we'll suck the life out of them. I guess I just don't know how you do it then, researcher Mabel went on. You told us the horror stories yourself. When Anna Hum's work gets bad, it gets really bad. They aren't abstract ideas or world-sized eldritch horrors that destroy worlds by accident the way a human unknowingly crushes an ant. These are people. They look like you and me. They know how people work and how to get under your skin. And worse, they can do things like exsanguination with a touch or turn people into marble. Real monsters. How do you do it? Practicing jazz piano, mostly, Dr. Kayam said with a smile. In all seriousness, you're right, and there's no escaping that. We see really twisted and evil souls in anomalous humanoids, but there's a reason why we're here. We're the ones who analyze. We get inside their heads and consult the containment specialists on how to best contain them, what kind of tricks they might try. Sure, we have to go into the lion's den on occasion, but in the end, we're rewarded by helping make a better cage to keep them in. In the end, that's a big part of the drive. And the horror doesn't stick with you? I mean, it does. Like I said before, there's no escaping that. Adelaide sat in the interview room in silence, organizing several papers in front of her as she gathered her thoughts. Across from her was a slender, tan man dressed in the typical anomalous humanoid jumpsuit. Upon his face were several bruises and scrapes where security personnel had beaten him. I guess I just don't know what to do at this point, Terry, Adelaide sighed. Why do you feel the need to use your abilities in this way? Grind down others into raw nerves until they lash out at you. Terry looked at her stoically, without a word. His eyes occasionally scanned her up and down. Your emphatic abilities could bring so much healing to others, if you wanted them to, but instead you seek to hurt others. What do you gain from it? Help me understand, Terry. There's nothing to understand, Terry finally replied in a soft voice. People go entire lifetimes without saying what weighs on their minds, without embracing their emotions. And unfortunately, those thoughts swarm to me from miles around. I just repeat them to finally set them free. No malice, just clearing the clutter that's getting dumped on me. And the best time to do that is when it'll hurt the people around you? Adelaide asked, jotting down some notes and looking back up at Terry with a quizzical expression. He sighed and rolled his eyes. Maybe instead of picking my brain, you should get the mess that's yours sorted out, he returned. They don't like you, by the way. That really is weighing you down. No, Adelaide said sharply. We're not doing that, Terry. I won't let you try to get under my skin, especially since for all I know you could be lying. Maybe, Terry said with a sheepish grin. But you'll never be sure, will you? Adelaide sighed and made her way to the door. I really am trying to help you, Terry, she said. I do hope someday you'll realize that. The other side of the spectrum is even worse, though, researcher Mabel commented, looking into her now empty mug. Innocent people, sometimes children, locked away like cattle, and Anna Hums is on the front lines to watch him wither away in despair. It's easy to justify locking away a monster, but a toddler? Dr. Kayam nodded in agreement. It's not a part of the job I particularly enjoy, but... If that toddler melts the flesh off people on contact, she faded out, gesturing her hand in a circle. But on the other side, we're the ones who provide the little bits of hope. Suggestions on what can be done to keep our subjects, while not necessarily content, still feeling like someone sees them as a person. 
It's far from ideal, but between us and the Ethics Committee, we help keep the Foundation from shifting from cold to cruel. Any luck, Dr. Adelaide? A little Asian girl asked. She sat on the cot in her containment cell, her jumpsuit at least two sizes too big for her. She looked around the room aimlessly as she waited for a reply. I'm afraid not, Adelaide's voice came from over the intercom. The little girl nodded in silence, her eyes falling down on the floor. Guess I hoped. Now, now, Adelaide's voice interrupted. I didn't say there wasn't something I could do. Check your shoe. The little girl blinked and nodded, heading over to the small door on the nearby wall where her meals were usually delivered. She opened the sliding door carefully, and inside she found a handheld game console. You said you used to have one of those at home, right? Adelaide asked. The little girl nodded, taking it back to her bed and flipping it on. The title screen soon appeared. Nintendogs. Not the same thing as a real puppy, but it's as close as I can offer, sweetie, Adelaide said. The girl smiled. Thank you, Dr. Adelaide, she said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The cell then filled with the sounds of barks as she dove into the game. In a nearby observation room, Adelaide turned off the intercom and smiled at the little girl on the monitor. You're welcome, she said to herself. How do you not get dragged down then? Researcher Mabel shook her head. I just don't see how you can be so cavalier about this position. What keeps you on the surface, besides the locking up the monsters and being Santa Claus stick? What is it? Dr. Kayam finished a mug of coffee and shrugged. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here, Carolyn, she said. No one in the Foundation, not the researchers, not the MTF agents, not the O5 or even the custodians, stays above the surface all the time. Sometimes you'll see something that'll cover your legs in concrete and pull you into some pretty dark places. The thing about Anna Hums, though, is that when your subjects learn that they can trust you and that you're a friend, they start to depend on you. So you'll pull yourself back up to the surface, not for yourself, then for them. That sounds like it can backfire. <laughs> Dr. Kayam chuckled and nodded. Sometimes it does. Most of the time, though, it doesn't. It's hard to explain. The Site-43 alarm klaxons filled the halls as Adelaide crouched behind her desk, a pistol held tightly in her hand as she waited for the breach to end or for security personnel to find her and remove her to a secured sector. Come on, come on, she said under her breath as she watched the door. Where are you guys? She stifled her breathing as she noticed the handle move and the door slowly open. A lanky teenage boy with dark skin entered, dressed in a typical anomalous humanoid jumpsuit. Doc? He asked as he entered. You in here? Evan? Adelaide asked, getting up from her hiding spot, her pistol aimed at the young man. What? How did you get in here? Wow, I didn't know you packed, he said and closed the door behind him. He then placed his hands over his head and sat down on the floor. If I sit here until security finds us, will you not shoot me? Adelaide lowered the gun. Evan, she said sternly. How did you get here? I do need to know. Power got knocked out to my cell door. A bunch of us were able to get out. I figured you might be in danger, so I found my way here. That's sweet, Adelaide raised an eyebrow questioningly. And the others? A few stayed in their cells. The rest made a break for it. You didn't join them? He shrugged. I thought about it, but as much as I hate it here, I imagine I'd hate getting shot more. 
Besides, I have literally no idea where we are, so what's the good in escaping if you're on the moon or beneath the ocean? Smart. My parents didn't raise a fool, Evan grinned. Also, you've always been so kind to me. If something happened to you during this and I was just sitting in my cell twiddling my thumbs, I don't know what I'd do. My hero, Adelaide said with a small smile. I appreciate the thought, Evan. Thank you. What are friends for? Listen, in the end you're going to need to do what's best for you. Dr. Kayam sighed, getting up to bust her dirty mug. If you don't think Anna Hums is where you need to be, I'll gladly give you any recommendations you need so you can get there. But I truly think you'd miss your calling, Carolyn. Why is that? Researcher Mabel frowned. You've got everything we look for in our specialists. Attentiveness, compassion, empathy. And you remind me a bit of myself when I was in your shoes. Researcher Mabel looked down at the table, the gears of her mind rapidly turning in thought. It just feels like I might be making a huge mistake. Dr. Kayam smiled. Carolyn, she said, I've been in anomalous humanoids at Site 43 for 15 years now. I can promise you that all of us started out feeling the same way. Dr. Kayam watched as researcher Mabel look down in doubt once more, then look up and nod, a small smile on her face. Trust me, Dr. Kayam patted her on her shoulder. If you take this path, you're going to do fine. See you at the next seminar. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, follow the link in the description to patreon.com slash SCP Unredacted and help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. You can get access to production logs, merchandise, recognition, and even a part in a skip. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0 and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Gregory Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.